Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Christians and friends, the Hope in the Faith Kingdom Hour Prayer Open Forum is now on the air. We come to you each and every Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. If you'd like to join us, you might do so by dialing area code 724-444-7444 and enter the call ID. One two five zero two six followed by the pound sign. Or you can join our live and on demand streaming at www.talkshoe.com forward slash TC forward slash one two five zero two six. We are a Bible believing ministry. Our discussions and teachings are solely Christian faith based. Also, we are a production of Hope in the Faith Kingdom Ministries, Chicago, Illinois, Brownsville. The number to call us is area code 773-924-2790. I am your host, Pastor Michael Body.
All right. This is the Hope in the Faith Kingdom Hour of Prayer. Uh, and this is our open forum. And we're happy to be with you on another Friday night in the PM. Thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. For he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon us, and by his stripes we are healed. We praise God from whom all blessings flow. God is a good God, and he is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. When I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, that's when God reached down and rescued me. And he loosened my stammering stammering tongue. And he picked me up out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay and established my goings. And I thank God for Jesus on today. For he is a good God. He is a mighty God. He is an omnipotent God. And he is just God. And so we praise God. We thank you uh, for allowing us to come into your home, your place of business, your place of confinement, uh, in your sick room, wherever you might be, wherever you were kind enough to tune us in at this hour. As I always say each and every week, it's just nice to be nice. You didn't have to stop by, but we we praise God that uh, you make this service what it is. And that's what it is. It is a service because it is uh, designed with you in mind. And we are calling on the name of Jesus because Jesus is worthy to be prayed. For on one occasion, he said, for if these hold their peace, he said, the rocks will cry out. And I don't know about you, but I don't want no rocks crying out for me. I don't want a rock to cry out for me. And so uh, I will lift mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. And all my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The Bible said he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth them shall not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth thee shall neither slumber nor sleep. God is thy keeper, and the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. All right. We thank you for joining in with us here on another Friday at the Hope in the Faith Kingdom our prayer open form, and we invite you to discuss with us, to ask questions, and if there's anything that uh, you have on your heart that you would like to express with us, and yes, I have limited our discussion uh, 
to what God has called me and uh, to do. And that's why we are Bible-believing and Christian faith-based. And I'm not fighting anybody else, but that is the discussion and platform where we are. And uh, so we are not, we are not uh, coming against any other ministries or any other beliefs, but on the Hope Interfaith Kingdom, our uh, prayer, open forum, our discussion, our teaching is solely, or should I say limited, only to the Bible. And what I mean is, uh, well, I guess I better make that plain to to uh, the Bible that Christians use, okay? Because that is uh, the limit of my teaching and my understanding, and I cannot go no further than my teaching and understanding. And also, we are Christian faith-based. And we say this because we are not, uh, we have, our job is trying to build the kingdom, and we are not trying to tear it down. And so we just praise God for this opportunity. All right, brothers and sisters, if you're on the line right now and you would like to state your name and church affiliation, uh, just have something to say, you might feel free to do so at this time. While they are hesitating to say hello to me, uh, say whatever they want to say, I just want to say that uh, we are missing Sister Harriet Thompson Wells, who is on vacation. Amen. And I'm not going to say where she is. I'm just going to say she's on vacation. And we are praying. Huh? God bless. God bless. She made it in last night. She made it back last night. She made it back? Okay, did she bring us any souvenirs? I don't know. <laughs> she just talked to a few seconds. All but right. Mother Wardlaw. All right, Mother and Wardlaw. And I just want to tell you, I thank God because he's been really, really good to me. And I went in when they said I had heart trouble and everything. For the, all this week I've been blessed. I've been able to breathe. I had a little swelling, but I'm just fine. I just just thank and praise God. Look at God. And I am a member of the Evening Star Missionary Baptist Church. Our bishop is Pastor Dixon, and we are located at 2050 West 59th Street. Praise God. Amen. And I think we was calling that Flight 2050. That's right. And we was calling it Flight, and we are on Flight 2050, and we are praying also for Bishop Pastor Lewis Dixon and and uh, a lot of the members and family uh, Bishop Dixon are away on vacation, and we are praying for their safe return and that God would give them traveling mercy and grace, that they would uh, make it back home safe, and we uh, just believe God will do what he said he'll do. All right, is there anybody else? anybody else we don't want to overlook you we take out this time because as I often say this service is designed with you in mind and if it was not for you all then there would not be no hope in the faith kingdom our prayer we even thank God for uh, 
Sister Ivory Roy, a lot of times she don't really want to have anything to say, but she supports us and all those others like her, uh, Sister Priscilla Moore, who calls in. And a lot of times uh, people just want to listen, and I understand that. But if you have something to say, I don't want you to hesitate, but just feel free to uh, say whatever it is the Lord has placed upon your heart. Amen. Is there another If not, we're going to go to the throne of grace because Jesus said man should always pray and not faint. Excuse me, uh, Pastor Bonnie. Yes. I didn't get the subject for today. Okay. Who is this speaking? What is your your subject for today? The subject for today, uh, we'll be talking about uh, praying for the kingdom of God. We are praying for the kingdom of God. Uh, so while, I, while I'm on the phone, I want to compliment you for calling needed people that need prayer. And it means so much to hear your voice on the phone praying. Because I do really believe that's God's gift to you. You Praise know God. when to call. You know when to call and you know what to say and then you hang up. Amen. And, and I, I want to... I appreciate you so much. And I need you people like you, uh, Sister Moore, to continue to pray for me I, because sometimes sometimes I get lax. Sometimes I get lax. I didn't say who I was. I did not say who I was. <laughs> you just did Sister Roy that way. So I did not say who I was. But I, want to say, I appreciate you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sister. Uh, I forget what you say that name was. Amen. But I want to also thank her and for uh, those of you who we have our prayer partnership. And I am guilty of not not calling as much as I was. And I desire you all's prayer because a lot of times I get so consumed in doing so much. And there's so much kingdom work. There's kingdom work, brothers and sisters, for everybody there's something for us to do. We limit ourselves to what's going on in the confines of our church congregation. But there's so much work other, otherwise. God has given all of us of gifts. Your gift might just be to smile or just to, just, just to call up somebody and, and say, how are you doing? You'd be surprised to know what your, what your gift is. But what we need to do is find and be prayerful, find our gifts. And find our place in the kingdom and get in it. Is there anybody else? If not, we're going to go uh, into our prayer. Gracious Father, we come another Friday. And as we come, we come thanking you for your mercy, your grace, and your favor on our lives. We thank you for these people who have called in on today. Father, they are your people. You made them. You know all about them. Oh, God, we ask that you would just look and touch right now in the name of Jesus. Father, you 
are Almighty God. You are Alpha. You are Omega. You are the beginning. You are the ending. You are the source of our life. So, Father, we lift up your name. And as we come, we don't come begging, grumbling, nor do we complain. But we just come to say thank you. Thank you for waking us up this morning, thanking us for a reasonable portion of health and, health and strength. Thank you for shelter. Thank you for clothes. We thank you for our families. And then, Father, we just thank you for two eyes to see, two legs to walk. Oh, God, we just thank you for we realize that every good and perfect gift, it comes from you. You can speak and men will lay down and die. You can speak and men will rise up and live again. So, Father, we look to you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. We're asking, Father, that you would continue to bless us with the blessing you see we stand in need of. Oh, God, look on everybody that is sick right now, everybody that have conditions in their bodies, those that have lost loved ones. For you said you would dry all tears from our eyes, Father. We ask that you would look. We realize that you're too merciful to be unjust and that you don't make mistakes, Father, and that you would just continue to touch right now. Oh, God, we need you more than we have needed you uh, before. There's so much going on in the land and in the country, Father. But you said if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and hear your face, you said you would hear and you would heal the land. Now, Father, we ask that you would touch right now in a mighty way. Each and every one that have called in, Father, on today that you would give them a special portion, Father, that you would bless them, that you would enlarge their territory so they might be able to reach somebody and let them know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Now, Father, we need you. We need you in these last days. A lot of us are going through this and that. A lot of us are going to the other. There are those of us that are standing in the fork of the road, and we don't even know which way to go. Father, touch somebody, look on somebody, heal somebody, deliver somebody, set somebody free. Look on those that have grown old and feeble and up in age. Father, we ask that you hold them in the hollow of your hand, that you give them strength. And then bless every church, bless every minister, bless every pastor. Bless every shepherd over the flocks. And then, Father, as we go before you on Sunday, that we will lift up and praise your name, that you be glorified. And the one who is going to stand and declare your word, Father, that you will speak to them and speak for them, Father. For you said if we open our mouth that you would speak for us. Oh, God, have your way in our life. You are the potter. We are the clay. Make us. Mold us. Make us what you want us to be, Father. And then, Lord, let us down in the treasure of your love. Cover and shield us with the blood of Jesus, Father. We ask right now, Father, and we trust in and taking you at your word and believing you'll do just what you said you'll do. Now, Father, 
we lift up this prayer to you and we offer it up in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, this is the Hope in the Faith Kingdom Hour Prayer, and we are streaming live in the p.m. on another Saturday. And we're so happy to have you to tune in with us. Okay, one of our sisters asked a question. What is our discussion on the day? And we are talking about praying for the kingdom. And uh, when I say kingdom, when we say kingdom, we are not just speaking of even the Star Missionary Baptist Church or Fellowship or Cosmopolitan or Greater Harvest, but we are speaking about the entire kingdom of God, every church, many members, but one body. That is the church when Jesus said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock, he said, I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Uh, the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And when it says uh, that, what does it really mean to us? Jesus tells us in Matthew 6 and 33 to seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness. And if we do that, essentially everything else we will eventually fall into its proper place and into its priority in our lives. What is the kingdom of God that Jesus speaks of? First and foremost, God's kingdom is the rule and reign of Jesus Christ in our personal life, the lives of spiritually born-again believers. Once we become born-again believers, have accepted Jesus Christ, and we are in a Bible-teaching, a Bible-based church, we become part of the kingdom of God. One day it's going to be an outwardly visible government, and it will be established over the entire earth. Jesus Christ will be fully in charge, and Satan will have no choice in the matter, as he currently has and has been allowed to have. 
to learn what it means to seek God's righteousness, uh, we must consult our Bibles. The kingdom of God, precisely which God are we speaking of? For we know that there are many gods, but there is one almighty God. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The one God expressed in three persons in the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, which we call the Trinity. God's kingdom in operation right now can be subdivided into three general categories. Yet we must realize that seeking the kingdom of God is not a destination. As some think, it is a lifelong journey. God's kingdom is a lifelong journey. It is not, as a lot of us would think, just our own local church when we look at the kingdom. I remember coming up in church that one of the things that we did, and a lot of us didn't know no better, we did membership drives, and the membership drives were basically to bring in members to our local church. But we did that in error because that's not what God would have us to do. Our job is to bring people in from out of the darkness of sin into the marvelous light of salvation, and that is into God's kingdom. Now, where we make a mistake and where we get confused is what church should they go to. And this is what causes a lot of division in our church world uh, on today. On today. Uh, first of all, there is not but one church. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Now, there are many pastors because God said, I will give you pastors according to your heart. And, yes, there are certain churches where different one of us are led and are planted. There are church locations. There are church buildings. There are certain pastors and certain worship styles. But I come to serve, notice that there is only one church, and that is the church of God. Jesus even uh, said and alluded to this by saying, my house shall be called the house of prayer. And that's why prayer is so essential to God's kingdom. Prayer is essential to the kingdom of God. Jesus said man should always pray and not faint. Every Christian, once you are born again, you are called to do good works. One's desire to please God in every way that we know is in line with the Holy Scriptures. It is doing a good work. And and uh, none of us are perfect. We were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity, but we can all do good works. The primary purpose God allows any of us to be born here on earth is to please and glorify him. While we are here, that's our purpose. While we are here, God wants us 
And I want you all to hear that, to glorify him while we are here. In doing so, uh, both current and eternal ramifications, striving to advance daily one's personal relationship with the living God through our obedience. What do you mean obedience? Walking in righteousness when I say obedience. To his wisely applied word and God's call in our life to engage in ministry to others is the absolute most important thing we can do. Can I say that again? To wisely apply the word of God and God's call in and on our life, what we need to do, uh, beloved, to engage in ministry. That could be singing in the choir. That could be making a phone call. That could be singing. Ministry could be on the street. Ministry can be in the church, but it is made to others and is the absolute and most important thing that we as believers in God's kingdom can do. Everything else springs forth from this, and it's secondary, but we don't realize this. Uh, And I'm not fighting anniversaries. I'm not fighting teas and banquets because those are, they are, Nowadays, our part of the kingdom, but what most is essential is that we apply God's word and God's call on our lives. And again, to engage in ministry to other folks, whether they are churched or unchurched. If that sounds a bit too challenging for you right now, see if, if this helps. Your purpose for living is to please God. That's the only reason that God created the heaven and earth and then he created man. And he created us to please God. And so if you don't attempt to please God as you are his creation, you have failed. You exist to please the king. You do not exist for the king to please you. And a lot of us have it twisted. We think that God owes us something, but we owe him something. Most people who struggle with God have yet to either comprehend or to make it their primary reason for living. But Christ should be the priority in our life, number one, which is to diligently to seek him and to please God Every day. So that is our uh, purpose in God's kingdom. And uh, at this time, I just want to stop right there. And I want to bring the Cosmopolitan Church of Prayer Warriors. And I want to bring them singing, Count Your Blessing. This will go out to Mother Viola Wartlow and to Sister Roy, Sister Priscilla Moore, to uh, Bishop Vesta Dixon, and for all of those that are out of town. So we want to go forth with count your blessings.
No, we don't. Some of our recordings sometimes have problems playing, and so we're not going to uh, allow that to, to stop us. We're going to get you something else. We're going to bring Inez Andrews, Lord Don't Move the Mountain. And that still goes out to the names that I called. I believe that I'm having trouble with my equipment. So I don't think we're going to uh, play anything. We're going to continue on with our discussion. I'll have to deal with these, but with uh, whatever is going on later. Amen. So we're going to, also before we go any further, we're going to open up the floor for discussion uh, in reference to praying for the kingdom of God, because that is something that's very important. Uh, in this day and time when so much is going on, uh, we pray, but a lot of times we don't understand. We need to pray for the pray for the kingdom, and I could uh, go further and break down my reasons why I think that it's essential that we should do it, although I know it's the truth. But uh, a lot of time it's re- what well, seems like to me that we're really not praying for God's kingdom. Seems like to me. We we pray in personal prayers for our own kingdoms, and I think I found what was acting up. So now we're gonna bring Inez, I believe, and that's for the sick and the shed in. That's for Sister Wart, Mother Wardlow, uh, Sister Priscilla Moore. All right, Lord, don't move the mountain.
All right. I just needed to check my equipment, and it is not working right, and we're not going to play anything. We're going to go forward uh, with our discussion. Hey, we're talking about availing oneself to God to help others to come per, uh, to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is uh, the number one thing that we need to do in the kingdom. To do what, Pastor Body? Make ourselves available to God, all right, to help others. A lot of us, we so wrapped up in our own problem that we... We don't uh, make ourselves available to others to come to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Salvation, knowledge of Jesus Christ and his subsequent lordship in their lives. The reason why? Because we only concern, our only concern is our own lives. And uh, that is not the way God would have us to be. So that uh, we must be concerned that others may be saved from their sins as well as us, that they too can begin to seek after glorifying God in every way that they know how, and which is in line with the Holy Scriptures. And I'm a person that's one of my pet peeves. I like stuff to be in line with the Holy Spirit, uh, with the Scriptures. They are those that go further than the Holy Scriptures. I don't fight them, and that's fine. But I'm a Scripture person. I go according to what's in the Scripture. And and so for you, those of you who need more than that, then I won't be able to help those. But those that's in line with the Scripture, then we are on the same page. We're on the same page. So, uh God, in every way that we know, our job is to reach out to others and in line with the Holy Scriptures, and in other words, for soul winning. When you went and, uh, let, let me make an example. A lot of us, when we are soul winning and we got people that's been confused with other outside, uh, what would you call them, ministries or or uh, religions. Our job is not to discuss that stuff. And now I say something according to Scripture. People don't like when I say it, but I say it. Cast not your pearl upon swine. God didn't tell you to argue with nobody the word. But our job, a lot of times, what we think our job is, somebody will tell us, well, uh, in our church, if you're not baptized in Jesus' name, then then you're not saved. I'm not going to argue that with you, but that's that's because some people have a misunderstanding, misconception of the Word of God. What I do accept with them that at least they are in church, and this happens. We get hung up on different verses. We get hung up on different attire. Uh, uh, in this in this particular millennium age where uh, certain churches are set, the churches really are set up as kingdoms, and they want to try to get certain groups, the young people, or this, that, and the other, and they want you to dress worldly. 
in other words, to say it's all right, to say that the Bible said it. But our job is to stand on the words and on the principles of God. As the Bible said, thou shalt not steal. We need to tell those that we are trying to bring into the kingdom of God, thou shalt not kill. If it say thou shalt not steal, we don't need to tell them that they said God shall not steal, but I understand what you're doing. If God created Adam and Eve, man and woman, we ought to stand on the principles of man and woman. If the Bible speaks of uh, far as marriage is concerned, and the scripture said when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing, it doesn't say anything about any other marriage. Regardless of what our judicial system, uh, the leaders of our nations have agreed to, we as a Christian need to stand on the word of God to make ourselves available one uh, to oneself, to God, to help disciple. That's our job, to help disciple, which includes encouraging in all facets, men, women, gay, straight, whatever they are. But then when you minister to them and, and reach and seek them for the kingdom, your job is to tell them, the truth. New Christian converts, people that have never been in the body of Christ, we need to try to convert them to understand and properly apply the word of God in their lives. Do that mean being perfect? Some some churches, some denominations, some ministries spend too much time preaching on attire, on cigarettes, on if you smoke a blunt, you're going to hell. If you're doing this, First uh, uh, John 1 and 9 says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So our job is to 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 uh, encourage the unbeliever in all facets, uh, new Christian converts, first of all, to understand and to properly apply the word of God to your, to their lives. Not just to not just to go to church. Some of these churches got it twisted. They think just going to church and having the congregation in the choir and having some greeters and having the pastor's anniversary and this, that, not that's not it. To properly apply the word of God in your life and to keep to help them to move forward. That's what you if you're not helping them move forward, you're helping them move backwards. We need to help them move forward in the call God has on their life. They ha- they don't know God yet. They're just babes. They're still drinking milk. But before they can go forward, that's our job in the kingdom, which is to avail themselves to him as well as to help win lost souls. That's our job. A lot of us, we praying for our own problems so much, we don't have time for lost souls. Also to help this disciple, new Christian, convert with the specific call God has on uh, that God has on their life. And also, and the gifts that he has given them to help maximize the fruit 
truthfulness of the the call on their life. And let me tell you something. Every one of you have, every one of us have a call on our life. And our job is if we are prayerful, God will show us what our gifts are, our uh, call, all along being used of the Holy Spirit to do whatever he calls and enables you to do to help them glorify God in every way. God would have them to do as well. In other words, listen to this, discipleship. Discipleship and how to help Christians convert and serve God wisely and effectively. Let's say it another way. Christians are already as righteous as they can possibly be from God's perspective. Because God righteously was imputed to them through the death of Jesus Christ, burial, and his resurrection. But that's just half of the matter. God now expects us to start diligently walking out of our righteousness. Obedience to his New Testament commands, in other words, that's what God wants us to do, to be obedient to his New Testament Commands. If you consider yourself to be a Christian, but your sins keep you keep committing a sin, and it's no issue to you, is it possible you aren't truly a Christian after all, and just haven't figured it out yet? And as a lot of us, just church folks, we're not Christians because we still walk in the same way. Once we say that we met Jesus Christ, we go to the church and we don't bring nothing with us, nothing or nothing to put nothing in. If you always find yourself guilty, I didn't get nothing out the message today. I didn't uh, feel nothing today. Church is not about a good feeling. But if you are a Christian and are convinced that you are a Christian, then it's possible that you are just looking to Jesus to be your fire insurance policy. You you are keeping from going to hell on Judgment Day rather than also, watch this, purposing him to be the Lord of everything in your life. Some of us just don't want to go to hell. We don't want to do no kingdom work. Did y'all get that one? We don't want to do no kingdom work. We just want to not go to hell. We don't want to go to hell. So I'm going to do this because I don't want to go to hell. I'm going to do that. Because I don't want to go to hell. But our job also is to bring sinners to Christ. So a lot of us, what we're doing, we're keeping, we're hoping to keep ourselves from going to hell on the day of judgment. Rather than also doing what? Purposing him to be the Lord of everything. Everything. In our life, our walk, our talk. Proverbs 28 and 13 state it is as simply and clearly as it can be summarized when it comes to sin in our life. Sin is not only to be confessed to God, but ultimately forsaken. Satan does not want Christians realizing that much. If one is hardly interested in bringing and giving God glory 
with their time, with their talent, with their treasures, with their thoughts and attitudes and actions, overall obedient behavior, in other words. And you can look that up in Psalms 96 and 3. It may be a huge reason why God has shut off his blessings in your life. Did y'all get that? If one is hardly interested, and that's a lot of us, we go to church, we make that trip to church, and we have, and we got some tithers like that. We got some that just want to make an appearance at the church. And if we are not really interested in bringing and giving God all the glory we can bring him with our what? Time, talents, treasures, thoughts, attitudes, and actions, and being overall obedient, to God's word, yes, it might be a a very large reason why God is not blessing us the way that we we could be blessed. The scripture tells us that Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one, Satan. That's 1 John 3 and 8. What does that mean? He came to destroy the works of the devil, uh, the evil in you and I. Satan uses us. We are his legs. We are his hands. We are his arms. So so that's what Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one, Satan, that's in you and I. Satan's evil will greatly prosper and expand around the planet until he is locked away in hell. And the Bible assures us of that. But evil is not to be ignored in true Christians. So... Wait a minute, body. Are you saying that evil is in true Christians? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. We are to be working diligently with our Lord and Savior to put death to put death to sins that are so that so easily have their way in our lives. A lot of us have devil in our lives. We have Satan in our lives. Daily, we're to make this the top priority in our relationship uh, with Jesus Christ, to glorify God and uh, who is our Heavenly Father. Also, and last but not least, somehow availing ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Make yourself available to the Holy Spirit in helping to win lost souls to the kingdom of God the Father, God the Father, through a personal relationship with Christ. Those who don't have that personal relationship and have a yearning to reach lost souls, then this don't count you. All Christians are called in some capacity to be witnesses of the truth, of the message of the cross. Anyone can place tracks. A lot of us, we use that for an excuse. Anybody can place Christian tracks where others can find them. And that's a great start. Doing the work of evangelists is not just allocated to evangelists and pastors. It's also the peace of God that should be uh, not only in your life, nor his favor. It, It may be that God is trying to send you a message. Pray about helping win souls to Jesus Christ. And that should be the first priority in your life. 
not a priority way down your list somewhere, way down the list of your importance, you would be amazed at how quickly God's blessing can be placed on your life once you change your priority. And then I let me uh, end it with this. And or helping untaught new infant Christians to grow in knowledge. That's our job. Back in the day, people weren't afraid to do it. Nowadays, we're afraid that the young people are going to cuss us out, that their parents going to want to fight us. But that is our job, that we help the untaught new infant Christians to grow in knowledge, understanding, and the wisdom of God's word properly applied to all of life situations. Then they are pursuing a false and worthless kingdom of God and are truly following the kingdom of self. And there's a difference in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of self. And if you find yourself following the kingdom of self, you definitely are not following the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom of darkness. Eternal darkness at that. The Bible refers to the kingdom of Satan uh, as Satan kingdom, and I hope you realize that. All right, brothers and sisters, uh, once again, our time has expired. We thank you for tuning in here at the Hope and the Faith Kingdom Hour of Prayer. And we we are so happy that you tuned in. We hope that something said or done, that you have received the word of God and that you have been uh, blessed. We're looking for you on next Friday at 4 o'clock. By way of announcement, on tomorrow at 1 o'clock, we uh, will have well, Pastor Michael Body, this humble servant. I will be sponsoring a special prayer visual Chicago Praise 2016 at Glory Temple uh, Kingdom Ministries at 235 East on 79th Street in Chicago, Illinois, Pastor Barbara's Weatherby. And there will be free refreshments, and we will be praying. We also had one on August the 27th. There were many religious leaders and pastors there. We urge you, if you are concerned about your community and the violence, and the hatred, and the bigotry, and the racism, we advise you to come out and share with us. And also, on Sunday, I invite you to be my guest at Evening Star Missionary Baptist Church, 2050 West 59th Street uh, in Chicago, Illinois. Bishop Bester Lewis Dixon is the pastor. He he, he, uh, will still be out of town, and... Uh, this show, I'm a servant, Pastor Michael Body. I will be the speaker on Sunday morning. I invite you to be my guest. Amen. Invite somebody. And I just ask that you all encourage me. I want to reach out, and I want to have some guests. Uh, so I invite you all to stop by Evening Star Church where everybody is somebody. And now I want to him that is able to keep you from falling and present you from uh, the presence of his glory with exceeding glad, exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. 
And all the people of God did say, Amen.
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.